many times I, uh, when I talk to uh, people who have not been exposed to traditional Torah sources on Jewish mysticism, they often are surprised to hear that reincarnation is actually a Jewish concept. Uh, it dates back all the way to the times of the Talmud and uh, before that and is alluded to in many places in the Torah. So it happens to be that this week's Torah portion, which is called Parshas Mishpatim, which means laws, uh, is all about the laws having to do for the most part with um, damages and money, like basically civil laws, laws of basic uh, ethics, uh, civ uh, how, to run a, how to run a society. If you damage someone's property, if you, uh, if you create a fire and burn someone's stuff, if your possessions, if your cow gores someone else's car, someone else's cow, if your car bumps into someone else's car, if you dig a pit and someone falls in it, just basic, basic laws, very mundane, not so spiritual. But it happens to be that the Zohar, one of the most primary Kabbalistic sources, says, Dahi Raza de Gilgulim, that this week's Torah portion is the secret of Gilgulim. Gilgulim means the transmigration of souls. In other words, reincarnation. The word Gilgul means like a wheel, the wheel of life, the cycle of the soul's journey in this world. So what in the world is the connection between very mundane monetary matters and reincarnation? So the Magid of Mezrich, Rav Dov Ber of Mezrich, who was the primary disciple of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement, which swept through Eastern Europe uh, 250 years ago and had a major impact on all of Judaism. The Hasidic movement is basically a myst uh, return to mysticism, uh, bringing Kabbalistic concepts into everyday life for every Jew to be able to connect to deeper ideas on their level. And uh, Magad of Mezrich said to the Baal Shem Tov, can you explain to me what this Torah portion has to do with reincarnation? So the Baal Shem Tov said, to the Magid, I want you to go to such and such a forest and hide in the bushes and watch what happens. So the Magid goes to the place, he lies down, and after a little while he sees a rich, wealthy man pulls up in his carriage, and he gets out of his carriage and he sits down underneath a tree and he has a meal, and then he gets back in his carriage. And when he leaves, the Magid notices that the guy left behind his wallet. Lo and behold, without, in, within a few minutes, another guy comes by and uh, sits down at the tree as well to have a meal and he notices the wallet picks it up and continues on his way short time later a pauper a poor man comes by and he also sits down underneath this tree it was a very popular tree i guess must have been in a popular uh, thoroughfare and uh, the poor man sits down underneath the tree and he also eats his meal and he falls asleep a short time later the rich man having realized that he lost his wallet comes back sees the poor man, wakes him up, and says, demands that he return his wallet to him. The poor man has no idea what this guy is talking about. And the rich man proceeds to beat the living daylights out of the pauper. And everyone goes their way. And the Magid comes back to the Baal Shem Tov, surprised, confused, what's going on? I just saw a horrible occurrence just take place. This poor, poor man got beat up for nothing. The rich man lost his wallet. Another guy found the wallet and walked away scot-free. What's going on? The Baal Shem Tov said, the reason you're confused is because you're only seeing through the eyes of this lifetime. 
But if you could see with my spiritual insight and understand what transpired in previous lives, you would understand the story. Because you see, in a previous lifetime, the rich man owed money to the second man who found the wallet. And they both went to a judge. And the judge, without looking carefully into it, ruled in favor of the rich man and the rich man essentially stole money from guy number two so in this lifetime guy number two reclaimed his money by picking up the wallet that the rich man had lost so said the maggot and what about the third guy the poor man who just got beaten up for nothing said the balshemtov he was the judge in the last lifetime so the essentially the message the balshemtov is sharing with us is that when it comes to your daily life you know, sometimes you win some and you lose some. Sometimes someone might take advantage of you. Sometimes, you know, you might be in the right and for whatever reason, things don't work out in your favor. Even though according to Judaism, according to the Torah, if a person has an issue with someone, monetary issue, there's no problem in taking them to court and a Jewish court and discussing and trying to reclaim your value. You know, there might be merit even in, in, a, in a secular court to some degree. There might be times that that's appropriate. But at the end of the day, sometimes the ruling doesn't go in your favor. And sometimes you know that it's wrong. Sometimes we know that we've been wronged by someone else. Says the Baal Shem Tov, don't get worked up. Know that there is a big picture to your life. When things don't work out, just know that there's a bigger picture. We don't see that big picture. But we have to trust that things are going according to a master plan. And I think that's a super important lesson. You know, like, don't sweat the small stuff. And uh, in fact, I heard from my rabbi that he specifically has a tradition in his family to never, ever fight over money with anybody. Even, he said, in times when he is being wronged to the sum of thousands of dollars, he says, let it go. Let it go. And I heard this uh, also from my other rabbi. Uh, numerous times when I had an issue with someone about something, he said, let it go. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to fight. Just know that there is a master judge who's working everything out. And if you if you give in, you never lose. You never lose. Doesn't mean you're allowed to get taken advantage of. And you can definitely stand up for yourself. But at the end of the day, when it's amongst friends, when it's amongst people in your community, just be the bigger person and let go. And uh, I'll conclude with just a little bit more Kabbalistic idea that over the past several weeks, there's been a Kabbalistic custom uh, from the Torah portion of uh, Shemos, the beginning of the book of Exodus, which we started several weeks ago, just about a, a month and two weeks ago. Um, from the Torah portion of Shemos, Exodus, until this week's Torah portion, is a time to rectify um, certain, certain uh, failings that, that people have. It's called the time is called Shovavim, which is an acronym for the, all the names of the Torah portions between Exodus and now. And uh, according to the Arizal, who's one of the greatest Kabbalists in our history, who lives in Sfat in the uh, 1600s, the Arizal explains that the souls that were in Egypt, the Jewish people in Egypt, were actually reincarnations of souls who had existed throughout history from the beginning of time. That these souls existed within Adam, who was the first human being who 
did a sin, and therefore the souls that existed within him, he was a collective consciousness of humanity, fell to a certain level, had to come back into this world to fix certain things. They came back in the generation of the flood, Noah's flood, and they did not succeed in rectifying him. In fact, they got worse. Then they came back again in the generation of the dispersion, the Tower of Babel, and again they messed up. Then they came back again as the generation of Sodom, which was a bad place, according to the Torah, and again they messed up, and finally they came back in the Jewish people in Egypt, and through the suffering and the hardships in Egypt, they were able to work on themselves and eventually get out of Egypt and receive the Torah. So we go through the journey from Exodus until last week's Torah portion, where we receive the Torah. And finally, this week's Torah portion, which includes some of the receiving of the Torah, but also the laws of damages. And that that is the complete conclusion to the fixing, the rectification of those souls. So uh, it's interesting to note that the conclusion is in this week's Torah portion, where we finally come full circle and we learn that in life, the ultimate goal is to be a good person, to work on yourself, to refine yourself. And that's how we avoid having to be reincarnated. Again, is to fix whatever it is that we have to fix, whatever is uh, the deficiencies are in our personality. We all have something in particular that we have to refine in ourselves. We're all drawn to something negative. When you figure out that thing, you transform it. So then hopefully we don't have to come back again and be reincarnated as a rock or as an animal or, uh, or as a plant or as uh, another human being. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and I uh, look forward to sharing some of these ideas with you in the future. Have a beautiful night.